You're listening to Chameleon Church. Biblical antidotes for the modern man. With your host, Ellen Aguirre. Hey, my name's Alan Aguirre. I'm the host of the Chameleon Church Show. I'm coming to you live and direct from the Wasatch back in northern Utah, where California sucks so bad, even the smoke wants to live here. We are surrounded by mountains. Lenny knows exactly where I live. He knows that we have mountain ranges all around us. And the biggest mountain range to our west is a mere, what, six miles maybe? Yeah. Can't see him. What, 11,000 no, feet? There's no Timpanogos. No Timpanogos. Wow. I can't see them. They do not exist. It's like a wall. Midway is a wall. That's nice. I just, I just told everybody where I lived. No, well, nasty. midway, midway to the mountains, there's this wall. It's crazy. Yeah, and the fires are only 45 miles from us, but it's all blowing east. We yeah. haven't seen one. We haven't seen any smoke. It's all here. I know. And it's nasty fire, too. All of 299's closed. You can't get to Redding. You have oh. to go all the way around five hours around, either down to San Francisco or up around Oregon. Wow. So it's Yeah, we have of, all the smoke. Yes, you got the smoke. And we have all the smoke. We got the marine layer with the. <laughs> we have the. Where we got your secondhand weather. smoke. It's contact. It's a contact high. Yikes. <laughs> it's bad. It's so bad. You can't see. We have very low visibility. And it's supposed to last all like all throughout the week. It's, it's Tuesday and it's been here. We I watched it roll in on Friday. Literally, while I was on the river working. I watched it come in. It was bizarre. And then we got like this crazy, like cold front just blew in. It was bizarre. And and I have this crazy tone to my face. I should probably, you know what? Watch. No, nah, I don't want to mess with it because it'll look bad all the other times. I only do this once a week with StreamYard. There's a reason why we use StreamYard. Hey, look, I'm using the, uh, the white one this morning. Speaking of. You got to tell um, them it's coming up. Yeah. So on September 17th, I will be on the A Root Awakenings Shabbat Night Live show promoting our Exodus to Ingathering field manual. Look at this. And our calendar, which I don't have one to pull out. Do you have, a, do you have your calendar over there, Glenny? I do. It's right here. Well used. Let's see. There it is. Da -da -da. There's, there it is, right there. That's our calendar. Very nifty uh, resource there. So we'll, we're promoting those on the uh, A Rude Awakenings Shabbat Night Live, and it's going to premiere. It'll start airing. It's four Fridays in a row, four weekends in a row, starting September 17th, and talking about the uh, Exodus to Ingathering field manuals. We have a little promo clip that we'll play, a little, little, advert that we'll play later on in the show and the content the copy is theirs they they, they created some really nice they, they're saying some really nice things about us and our resources it's i, I guess you know we're uh, we're uh, we're just kind of like uh we're partnered in ministry they're endorsing our calendar cal in in the I don't know how I don't know how many of you are new to this thing or whatever, but any anyway, welcome. Thank you for coming to the Chameleon Church Show and watching us. But the the calendar, the calendar, the Hebrew roots, Torah based, whatever term you want to use, whatever I don't even know what the crazy term might be this week, but whatever it is that we do, Torah observant, Torah compliant, Hebrew roots, whatever, whatever it's called today. Um, the calendar is a huge source of contention among among everybody. It's like the sacred name movement cult. There's about there's a handful of sects in that cult, and they all disagree with each other on the Tentanagram. Muppets. Well, in the same way, uh, the calendar is a huge, huge uh, source of contention for the in the Hebrew roots movement. So the fact that someone that the fact that a ministry like a root awakening which is has got years and years of like research and study and all sorts of crazy stuff like that stuff that i you know i i, I i've made this very clear to a lot of to, to everyone and that's i'm not as smart as 
Steve Quayle and Tom Horn and David Flynn. And I don't have the resources like in the military or the government like Steve Quayle or Tom Horn or David Flynn. I'm not that smart and I'm not that resource. And I don't have that type of money. Well, I don't. I just don't. We're a, I'm an old punk rocker from Los Angeles. We're a, we're a, we're a little ragamuffin group of people over here. But the fact that a, a well-established resource ministry like a rude awakening because they have some resources man they've been they they i mean didn't michael rude live in uh, uh israel for like 20 plus years like yeah. working with archaeological uh and and the different you know de departments that, with the government of israel and doing the archaeological stuff and all the stuff that what's his name found uh what's his name ron wyatt ron wyatt i mean come on i'm like the fact that they would endorse our calendar it's pretty huge well, one of the reasons why I know I'm on the on the Rude Awakening show is because a lot of the stuff that we believe, Michael Rude believes, and so that just kind of backs up their play. It's awesome. It's a great relationship. Very, very nice. These people are so nice, and they're and, and a lot of them are are charismatic, and um, they're they're kind, gracious, respectful. You know, it's it's a trip, man, when you're out here in, in on the field being disrespected by everybody and their kitchen sinks to all of a sudden show up and then you're honored and respected for, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> it's like so weird. I live in Utah. There's no Christians here. And the Christians that are here, I really doubt they're Christians. <sighs> anyway, where are we? What time is it? Hey, this is the Chameleon Church Show. Do us a favor. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe, hit that little bell, Leave a comment. If you have something horrible or nasty to say, direct it to Lenny. I don't have time for that. I don't, I don't, oh, I, I love it. that. I live for it. He lives for it. Remember, uh, so a few weeks ago, or I don't know, the other day I got a, we got a comment on a show from a few weeks ago. And, and the comment was, it's there. It's live. I left it. I didn't delete it. I did delete like three or four versions of my response, though, before I published the one that I published. But th their comment was like, great message, but it could have been said like in 20 minutes. You know, we would we would like your show better if it was more concise or something like that. They said, and I'm just like, they have to be and, over 50 years old. And I'm like, who are you again? What's what's the link to your show, buddy? Let's watch you do this for three years. Let's let's watch your show. It's like, you know, was it necessary to say that? No, it wasn't necessary <laughs> at all. It was self-serving. No one cares. If you want to go watch a 20-minute sermonette, there's probably a gazillion places you can go other than the Chameleon Church Show. This is how we do it every Tuesday morning for over three years. If you don't like it, and my wife's like, our audience is growing. You have to be nice to these people. I'm like, since when? <laughs> you know, I've always... I learned, so those of you that don't know me, I, I, I used to be a rock star. I, I, I was in rock and roll for a long time, and a long time ago, I learned that the bigger you get, the stupider your audience becomes. Did I just say that out loud? It's oh, just, boy. It's just crazy. I love everyone, every single one of you. Hey, it's Rosh Kadesh. Thank you for those uh, those of you that sent in your first fruits offerings. Thank you for those that are still putting it together and sending it our way. We really appreciate it. Uh, we, that keeps us um, live. That pays for all this stuff we have to pay for to make this all a reality. What better? I mean, if you're gonna, if someone's gonna berate you, doesn't it feel better when you pay for it? <laughs> Alan just said we're stupid. Oh, man, I know. You can't, but see, people don't want to know the truth, Kevin. You can't handle the truth. You don't know my life. You don't know my Torah life. Oh, my gosh. Crazy, crazy stuff. We love you, too, Marie. Um, so thank you for coming to the Chameleon Show Show. We're, uh, we're here every Tuesday morning at 8.45 a.m. Central. That's a lot later than both Lenny and I. It's... We're in different time zones, and we're way behind that central time zone. And um, yes. like I said, we've been doing this for three years and th over three years. And I don't know, I don't, I don't understand. It's hard for me to believe that I've been getting up every Tuesday morning to do this for three years. That's crazy, crazy, crazy. And um, but we are, and we do, and this is what we're here doing. And we don't have. Uh, see, and I tried. I was. Try, I was going to explain to this commenter, but I, I'm like, 
why bother? We don't have that type of a format. It's not like me and Lenny have production meetings for five days out of the week talking about what we're going to talk about, taking notes and blah, blah, blah. And then we show up here and then we go, yeah, and we present this awesome, concise 20 minute sermonette that you apparently want. Um, no, we don't do it. We, that's not what we do. We show up. We have no idea what we're going to talk about. Literally nothing. We have no idea what we're going to talk about. We show up, we say hello. We, you know, we might talk about what's going on around us, you know, current events or whatever. And then boom, all of a sudden, because somebody comments or Lenny or whatever, Holy Spirit shows up. You know that Holy Spirit thing that most of the other shows don't have? Yeah, that's a big market differentiator right there, people. Uh, the Holy Spirit shows up, and we spend about more than half the amount of time talking about stuff God would have you hear because the Holy Spirit's talking. And um, if you don't believe me, if you think that's... Um, arrogant of me to say ask the people that are watching they'll tell you this is how we roll i've been doing this lenny and i've been doing this far too long to worry about what your opinion of us is when we say stuff like we can heal the sick we prophesy we have spiritual discernment we have spiritual authority the last thing i'm worried about is your opinion on whether that's true or false or whether you think that's arrogant for us to say or that you don't like our theology or dogma Next, I don't have time. Portland, we would love to. Uh, uh, we would love to. Um, you you judge a man by its by its, by their fruit, and so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and, and apologize or convince anyone every Tuesday morning that we're like that we know what we're talking about, or you know what I'm saying that any of this is. I, we don't have time for that. There's more important things. Um, you know, it's interesting because the word for the Torah portion this week, shoftim. It means judges. There you go. And, you know, it's interesting. The Greek thought on judgment is harmony, but. The Greek word on, on judgment is what? Holiness. Did you say harmony? Harmony in the Greek, but holiness in the Hebrew. Two That's different the difference things. between what a judge was that God called a judge. He was holy. The other one just wants peace, love, and Bobby Sherman. Yep. That's that's so amazing. You know what? That that speaks to the religious spirit yeah. that causes all this nonsense we just said. Because not only does our calendar, not only does the calendar divide people of, of the Torah persuasion, um, oh yeah, uh, not, not only uh, does the calendar do, do that, but the religious spirit does that. So what you just said, Lenny, is, is it's really, that's huge because it speaks to the spirit behind, well, God, because if, because holiness is the spirit of God, but harmony, that's a full-on spirit yeah. from, you know, spirit, of, a religious spirit, a man spirit. I love that, what you were just saying, Lenny, because harmony versus holiness. A lot of people, I remember, I remember, so a lot of people don't think, tough love or like you don't have any love or mercy or grace you've heard people say that about me for a gazillion years and it's like well no I, I do love you that's why i just told you that you need to stop sinning or i just or or that's why i just told you what your sin is um because i do love you and i you know let's walk this out let's let's figure this out so that you can s stop sinning uh they don't like that they don't like being told that they'd rather it's like it's pig in, in their in their slop. They'd rather just stay in their slop than actually be taken out of the mud pen and washed washed up. They want they, that harmony. They they want harmony. And you know that's what they call social justice. Uh -huh. And you know what? It's perverted justice because it it there's a, a um, they have their own goal behind it. And yet, what does it say? Righteousness and justice are the foundations of your throne. Sedek. And Mishfat. And you know, it's interesting. Remember when Jesus said, uh, hey, I'm going to teach you how to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Listen to this verse in Isaiah 5. It says, God is holy, Kadosh, and shall be hallowed in righteousness, Kadesh. In what's righteousness? His justice, which is the right application of Torah. Isn't that? So harmony. Oh, boy. Look, everybody wants peace and harmony. And if you don't say it, you're an evil person. You know that? You're an evil person and you don't love and you don't care. And uh, 
Oh, yeah, you're a backstabber. Oh, oh, you're a turncoat. Hmm. I've heard that so many times. Speaking of harmony, we had a lot of harmony in Portland, Oregon over the weekend, I see. Yeah, they did. See that? Yeah. That that group, the uh, uh, Joey Biden is friends with that he says doesn't exist, were out in force uh, over the weekend, terrorizing small children and women and some men, Christians. So apparently there was a, an outdoor Christian outreach worship thing by, uh, by Sean. What's his last name again? Fort. And um, Antifa showed up because, uh, you know, where the spirit of God is, Antifa is. To disrupt, destroy, tear down, hurt, bring conflict, pain, confusion. I wonder who their puppet master is. Anyway, but there's video. There's lots of video. Lots of video of Antifa attacking unarmed Christians leaving this worship uh, thing. You know, I remember when uh, the left told us that would never happen or could ever happen here in the United States of America. Christians being bullied. Christians being attacked. Christians being whatever word you want to use. For being Christians, they weren't attacked because they were um, on the street corner talking smack. No, they were in a park worshiping. They showed up, Antifa showed up to harass them after the fact. But there's also footage of some of these Antifa people getting on their knees and giving up their drugs and paraphernalia and receiving Jesus. There's a war on out there that Christians are would again we'd Christians would rather walk in Greek harmony than godly holiness. And so because of that Greek linear mindset that was allowed to not only worm its way into the church but actually set up camp and rule it the supernatural reality that we're in a war, a spiritual war on, on the daily, uh, is lost on that Greek linear mindset because it doesn't allow the Christian to actually see the Hebraic cyclical concepts found in the Bible. And when we, when we dismiss the Hebrewness of our Hebrew God and our Hebrew Messiah and our Hebrew faith, you lose some of the realities found in the Hebrew scriptures regarding we are not of this world. The God of this world is a liar and a murderer and absolutely hates us. And that we are in, in, in actually uh, at war. We are not favored by the, by the world or its inhabitants. Church doesn't know how to deal with that because they haven't really been taught how to deal with that. They don't know how to walk in the, in the spirit versus walking in the flesh. Because, see, when you walk in the flesh, that whole spirit aspect is lost and un it's not understandable. They don't understand it. What do you think about that, Lenny? Yeah, the flesh, the evil inclination of the heart. It's exactly right. Because you know what another, the old term is? You know what the Greek thing is? It's humanism. It's the exaltation of man becoming God. It's what Daniel saw that terrified him when he saw the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. It's the very fact that this is what the fallen angels wanted to do, is they wanted to create a hybrid that was totally man-centric. You know, they had altered ulterior motives behind it, but that would replace the fact that God is sovereign. When you say, when you say angels, what angels are you talking about? Oh, those fallen ones, those, those uh, watching angels, those oh, the Genesis ones six. that run the nations. You said he's the God of this world. He says, I own all the nations. Oh, you want it, Jesus? Not yet. But so I'm you're talking about the, the watchers from Genesis 6 angels? Yes, those oh. watchers. They're behind it to elevate humankind 
And, you know, it's just a trick on their part. And people are stupid enough to believe it. Because in the ultimate end, what they want is control. And nobody sees it. Here's the warfare, the flesh and the spirit. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're clueless. That's a big one, too, because the Holy Spirit, my gosh, half the church says, oh, I have the Holy Spirit. Really? And all he does is confirm everything that Jesus said in Torah, and you'd be obedient and just would love to be obedient to what Jesus says if you got the Holy Spirit. Plus, if you have what he has, you'll see the needs of mankind and you'll heal, heal the sick and cast out devils and everything else. So then why do you think then, based on all that, the, why, does the, why does the majority of the church, 80 plus percent of Protestant evangelical, evangelicals, either don't believe in speaking in tongues, casting out demons, raising the dead, healing the sick, uh, or aren't able to do those things. Now, we do know that I have a tired old mantra about speaking in tongues. Let's listen yeah. to that. But it's I mean, not tired. It's not tired. It needs to be even. <laughs> gotta have it. If what do you think the disconnect there is then? If what's to come, you gotta have it. And so, why do you think they don't have it, or don't even think it's necessary? I mean, well, what would be your church was infiltrated? I think the church was hacked about seventeen hundred years ago. Hacked. It like was that. hacked, baby, way back then, about three hundred A.D. It was hacked and. Um, slowly but surely, this very thing that Jesus said, you observe the doctrines of men. Why? Because it exalts men. And he was hitting it right on the head, and uh, it just snuck on in. They took away the simplicity of what God established in the Torah, and they substituted it for an organization that would rule the world. And all it was was a big setup. I mean, that's just one of the many answers you could give. You know, it's interesting that when God uses me to, to heal a non-charismatic believing Christian, a lot of times they think I'm a warlock because I did that, which means in their Christian reference, the supernatural doesn't exist. God doesn't actually actually show up. They can't do these things, so I must be demonic if I can. Very similar to what happened with the Pharisees and Jesus. The Pharisees weren't able to do the things the prophets did, even though they were the leaders of the church, both prophets and the Pharisees. And the Pharisees couldn't do what their forefather prophets could do, which was, you know, supernatural stuff. And then this Jesus guy shows up, and he's able to do the things the Pharisees can't do. And they also said he was doing it demonically. Isn't that interesting that both groups do that? Yeah. Wouldn't that be that part of that Greek linear religious spirit? Oh, yeah. You know, here's a um, testimony of it. A while back, maybe nine years ago, um, in Park City, there was a big, big church in Park City, a Christian church. You know which one it is. And they were having such uh, a tumultuous time with this one couple that was a high-end couple. And what I mean about that in Park City, they were millionaires and big givers to the church. But their child was just totally demonized. They got so frustrated, the pastor called me up. They go, well, we're going to send them over to you. You need to go over to the vineyard. Because they believe that you can cast out demons, right? So these people reluctantly came. Me and Linda were there and just a few of the other people. For about three weeks, the child did have demons, but we also exhorted the parents and told them to repent of certain areas in their life that brought in the demonic. Well, kid got healed. They went on their way. They went back and they go, okay, you don't have to have any more contact with them. That was done. 
And the pastor behind the scenes says, hey, well, thanks. I go, well, do you guys, would you like any training in this? I mean, it's simple stuff that can be transferred. No, 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 we don't want to go there because that will just upset everything. I go, oh, okay, yeah, really? Those people ended up leaving their church, going to a different one. They wouldn't come to ours because they didn't want to yeah, um, be looked down by the people that they had a relationship with. But I'm yeah, going, my gosh. Close. You know, didn't I mention this the other day, last week of some at some point? I know actual Christians, or was this two-minute warning? I am telling you, man, I am merged. Everything's merged. I don't know <laughs> what the separations are. But I know actual Christians that have disassociated their friendship with me as a preemptive strike so that they don't have to hear me tell them or call them out for where they're at or what they're doing. So to avoid hearing that from Alan Aguirre, I'm just not going to be your friend anymore, and I'm going to – attack you with some like made up false narrative uh, so that we're not going to be friends anymore just so that, so that to spare themselves from hearing the truth about where they're at. You know, isn't that weird? What do you think is going to happen when you stand before God? You think you're going to be able to just throw up a false accusation and unfriend him and keep going on your merry way? I mean, I wonder which one it is wood, hay or stubble. Why don't they fear God? Why do they fear me but fear not God? I mean, contrary to popular belief, I'm nothing. <laughs> you know, I want to know if I'm broken so I can fix it. I don't want to wait till judgment day and God goes, what the hell happened? What the heck, man? Why didn't you cooperate? Why didn't you do my will? Why did you? I don't, I don't want to have that conversation. I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You're not going to hear, well done and good faithful servant if you're constantly dodging humans in your life that God has put in your life that might be able to actually help you grow and mature in spirituality. You know, there's a little Bible verse written by your favorite apostle, Paul, apostle to the Gentiles. That's why I say that. Uh, I'm pro-Paul, unlike a lot of the people out there. But you're not listening to your own apostle. And the reason why I call him your own apostle is because the majority of you watching are Gentiles. And so, Alan, there's no Greek or Gentile. Well, yeah, there is. We haven't gotten to the day where there's no Greek or, or Jew or, yeah. Would you, right, Lenny? Not yet. Not yet. But anyway, the, the apostle to the Gentiles. See, if Paul's writing about this post-Jesus, why, uh, why since Jesus has this change? See, there is a, oh, look at, is that, what, what kind of, what kind of emoji is that? Is somebody, is that an angry emoji? <gasps> somebody, Luis Guadalupe gave us an angry emoji. Who are you, Luis Guadalupe, to give us an angry emoji? We just, did we upset you? Is, was it something we said? We got an angry emoji out there, people. I didn't even know you could do that. Uh, an angry Facebook emoji. I wonder what we did to piss off little Louie over there. All right. So here's what the Apostle Paul says. Furthermore, he gave some people, uh, well, let me change, let me change uh, my um, version of the Bible. I don't want anybody to think that I am doing a non-standardized version for, to, uh, to meet my own end here. All right. So in the English Standard Version, this is what it says. Hey, Louis, uh, Luigi, whatever his name is, who gave us the mean little, the angry face emoji. You know, you could jump on the comments here and have a little conversation with us and other people. Or is it just safer to just leave little angry emojis? Yeah, that's what I think about it. Anyway, so here's what the Apostle Paul says. And he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. For building up the body of Christ. Doesn't say anything here about angry emojis. All right, I'll stop. Upset. I'll, 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 I'll leave them alone. Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. To mature manhood. To the measure of the statute of the fullness of Christ. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. By human cunning by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head and to Christ. So, 
If that's the case, some of us, not everyone, but some of us are apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and uh, pastors to help mature and equip the church. So you don't run from those guys. You don't run from the guys that are that do that type of work. You run to those guys so that you can get the help that you need. <laughs> this is where we kick in uh, with the suicidal tendencies uh, institutionalized. So John, you answered your own question. That's why the church, you asked why the church is not there. Because they don't have this. They don't have the right type of leadership that's bringing them into holiness. That's bringing them into obedience. That is showing them who to really worship. That answers your question. Where are the apostles, the prophets, the yeah. pastors, and the teachers? Yeah, well, the, the, the New Testament also says that the, 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 the teachings of Jesus are based on the apostles and the prophets. You, you eliminate apostles and prophets from the equation, which yeah. the church did. The church did do that. Yes, they eliminated they apostles and prophets and said they're not for today. There's only 12 apostles. That's not true. You Every, don't know everybody's just a pastor, and that's it. Sorry. Right. And evangelists and teachers. So you've got three guys, pastors, evangelists, and teachers, and, you're, and you've chopped off the two top-tier guys that have the actual skill sets and the spiritual knowledge and authority to lead the body of Christ, to mature the body of Christ, to equip the body of Christ, of Messiah. And, um, and then we, we wonder why it's such a uh, cock-a-doodle show. Hmm. Hey, Lenny. Before I make anybody else upset and to give us another meanie emoji, um, would you mind taking over for a minute while I go get some more meanie juice? You got it. Awesome. I appreciate that. It, what we're talking about today is exactly what was in the Torah portion, Shaf team, because it's all about leadership and he, how we appointed judges and the kings and the prophets. Well, all that translates to the, the fact of what the apostle does. He, he's a righteous um, judge, if you will, and the whole issue of judges shoftim means to establish order, and uh, it brings not only the moral stability but the spiritual stability among all people. That's what the apostle does. The king ensured stability in national and social life. Well, we don't have a king now, King Jesus, he's the only one. The priesthood, which the pastors were supposed to teach was to teach people in their family unit what it means to be what the church is. Because if it's not in the family, you can't go to a building and get it. And the prophet, he secured spiritual progress and averted stagnation by speaking the truth and speaking of God's mysteries. And it's interesting. It's a fascinating study in Shoftim this week in the scriptures to look at what he was talking about and it really does set us up to prepare us for these next 40 days of teshuva which is going before we hit the the high holy days the the fall feasts when we're supposed to examine our heart when we're not supposed to have any issue of talking about somebody else at this point but examining our heart and, and saying okay what was good and what was bad for this last year there's a lot of that we have to really uh, maintain ourselves. But without the apostles and the prophets, all those things that he put in place, he established it way back then, and he meant it to continue into his body of believers, the body of Messiah, until he returns. And with what's coming, we better understand these things. And you can't understand that unless you got the Holy Spirit, because what does he do? He leads us into all truth and righteousness, holiness, justice. That's where you put all those verses together. He, the Holy Spirit convinces us of righteousness, sin, and justice. That's his primary goal. And he does that by filling us with the goods to get the job done of casting out devils, Declaring the great news. Speaking in tongues so you can communicate with the living God in a venue that it's between you and him that builds up your spirit. 
And if people reject that, I'm sorry. How are they going to survive of what's to come? And I'm a big one on that one because it's coming and it's here. It's not what's coming. It's here and it's all around us. And that's why discipleship, that's why the, the exodus to end gathering, that's why the calendar in the book that Alan is promoting is so important because it's preparing you for what's coming. And what's coming, like he said, is ancient. That's all. I'll, after this, I'll leave it at this. Uh, Luis Guadalupe, you should go ask our mutual friends about us. You can ask Ian and Chad and Jake and about uh, Alan Aguirre, the Chameleon Church Show, and what we do here. Um, but found ya! I love the, I love social media. All right, yeah, good good word, man. Good word, Lenny. Lenny's got some good stuff. I don't know if you know that. There's a reason why he's here. He's got some good stuff. It's good stuff. Oh man, what time is it? What time is it? What time is it on Earth? Anybody ever see that movie? California, it's 725. That's so early. So early. So, don't know the name. Yeah, see, that's the beautiful thing about, about this thing. If we don't love our neighbor as ourselves, if we, are, if we don't love ourselves, if, if we don't respect ourselves, if we don't any of that stuff, we can't do it to others. You know? We, can, uh, we can't do that difficult you can't do the first you can't do the second yeah there's like there's that great meme or whatever it is it's like all right you you have 15 hours to live you have less than 24 hours to live what do you do and there's all these lists and then it says jesus washed the feet of his disciples (laughs) it's pretty pretty wild it's pretty crazy that's a good one yeah have you ever been involved with the foot washing Lenny? Oh, yeah. It's one of the most humbling things there is. Whether you're doing it or whether you're getting it, which is worse. I see. I, I, I don't, I have a hard time doing it because I hate feet. Um, but getting my feet washed is like, it's so, it wrecks you. You know what I mean? It's wrecking. It's, it's incredibly humbling either way, which, you know, regardless of which way you go, giving it or receiving it, it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing. Foot washing. That's something we don't talk about very often. Foot washing. There are, there, there are so many ways we can wash. I mean, not to take away from the actual act of washing someone's feet, you know, uh, because that's like, that's the whole, that's the whole reason behind it is the actual physical human act of washing someone's feet there's also the the the, right it's a huge spiritual thing there's the amount of spirituality involved that's going on it's it's pretty huge but there's a lot that we're that's going on um that we can do in the spiritual sense that's equivalent or it's not equivalent but it's 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 the same kind of spirit behind feet washing that we can do without actually being able to wash people's feet because there's people out there that we can't necessarily actually physically be in the room and wash their feet but there's other things and other ways we can serve them like that i have some friends that do some um hardcore uh homeless ministries in texas and they say one of the most amazing things that they can do is take off the grungy old horrific looking smelling socks off the homeless where they're bleeding and sore wash their feet and then put on brand new clean socks that's like i just want to pause there because it's like uh that is so intense to serve another human like that that is really 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 intense think about that think about taking the soiled socks off another human being who has sores and cuts and bleeding and just all sorts of nastiness washing those feet and then putting on clean new socks think about think about that that's right people 
September 17th on a Rude Awakening Shabbat Night Live. Uh, I'll be on there for four weeks talking about our Exodus to Ingathering field manuals, our calendar, and the things that we're doing. Things, that, that type of stuff that we're doing. Yeah. Thanks. You know, what you're talking about, just I, I wish I knew back then my dad... When I was a real young boy, you know, he'd take me to the bakery on Saturdays before I was able to work there. And uh, I'd always uh, watch him. The office used to be right off of right on Avenue 26, where it was right next to the sales store. And in his little office, he must have had like three or four or five pairs of shoes, right? And uh, we're right off the railroad tracks there, right on the other side of Dodger Stadium. The hobos would come up. Back then, they were the hobos, the guys that would ride the trains. They'd always come in the morning for any kind of bread. And my dad would never give them day-old bread. He'd only give them fresh bread, and he'd look at them. And if they needed it, he'd go in the office and get a pair of shoes and give it to him. Yeah. And I, I used to just watch him. Now I know. But I remember one time this one lady says, get that disgusting person out of here. He goes, you know what? You're fired. Get out wow. of here. Wow, wow, And wow. I, I looked at him. I go, why'd you do that? He goes, because they didn't help that man. And she needed to help that man before she made money. And that is why my dad was always blessed. Yeah. And at the end of his years, when I entered the ministry, he cried. And he wanted to know what we had. And we got to lead him to Jesus. Wow. It was right after that he got Alzheimer's and lost his, his mind. But I look at him now and I'm going, my God. Gosh, he had the spirit of God in him. Wow. And he's That's with intense. Jesus now. He's he's in he's with the Lord. That's intense. You know, there's there's so many ways we can we can serve people. Just, you know, so we've been involved with and I'm not we're not I'm not saying this to, to do this. I don't have time for that either. If I want to do this, I'll tell you about my rock and roll music and my albums and all that. <laughs> So we've been we've been involved with food ministry and helping the poor and food banks and we've been doing that stuff since the very beginning. I, I remember in Nicaragua, summer of '82, uh, working with the, the 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 food stuff that we did there. We would get huge like bags of of beans. And I'd have to, and I'd, I'd have to sit there and actually clean out the stems and all the junk, and separate the junk from the beans and separate them. You know, that's that's tedious work. It's yeah, that's pretty intense. There's so much that we can do. You can you can actually make little little I don't know little uh, ministry packs. You call them whatever you want, but you know, with like toothpaste and too little, you know, like travel toothpaste and toothbrush, deodorant socks, water bottles, food, you know, non-perishable foods. There's so many things that you can do like that. That um and then have them in your trunk of your car and keep them in the trunk of your car. Maybe in a, you know, if it's like sandwiches, you can put them in a cooler. There's different things like that you can do. And and you can repurpose bags and and you can repurpose stuff. Uh purses. Uh, if you're going to throw away an old purse, but there's so many things you can do to to have stuff in your car in your trunk, so that when you see a, a person in need, you are you already have that stuff ready to go. You know, there's 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 just so many so many, and it and depends on the and then um, on the season. You know, do you put you know sweatshirt in there? You can buy sweatshirts on the cheap out there. You know, for a buck or two. Uh, you know, sweatshirts or blankets blankets things like that beanies you know and so when in the fall or in the winter depending where you live you know there's just so many ways we can wash people's feet uh without actual you know that it's the same spirit it's that same servanthood there's so many ways we can do that there's so give many it, ways give a drink that's it give a yeah. drink of water when you when you gave me water when you gave me food when you visited me in jail that's what we're talking about we're talking about when did we do that? When did we minister to you, Jesus? When you did it to the least of these. Hey, social media, give us a like, give us um, 
Give us a thumbs up or a heart or an angry face. Uh, be sure to share, leave a comment, all that social media stuff. Go ahead and knock that out. Do that stuff because it would be awesome. <gasps> Look at who's watching. Oh, my yeah, God. I see that. Look at that. Man, I didn't know that. Look at this. Can I, I'm gonna, can I, can I, can I, oh, look at that. My parents, you and mom, always instilled a love and compassion for the homeless, and I'm so happy my oldest, 11, Julian, is the same way. He loves and honors them and always wants to bless them. Look at that, people. Deuteronomy 6 in action. You, you your daughter, and your daughter's son. There it is. Thank you very much, Safran Walker. For that sweet little testimony. <laughs> That's awesome. I had no idea she watched. What a toast. Thank goodness I'm not talking smack about her because she's like watching. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Wow. That's awesome. I didn't that's I'm so blessed that my daughter is watching the show. See, my my job is done here. You can angry emoji me all day long. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Eureka. He wanted to know if I lived in Fortuna. Ah. Beautiful down there. I love it. Michael Burke. Yeah, that's an old gospel outreach guy right there. He wants to meet up, Lenny. I'll call a fast. Yeah. Yeah, he's the guy that was talking last week. You, um, Lenny, we were talking about how, Lenny, you, you go to the actual uh, ranch, the Lighthouse Ranch, and walk oh, around. Do, does Michael live in Fortuna? I don't know where he lives, but I know he's an old gospel outreach guy. Okay. So we need to, uh, I need to take a trip out there and visit you so we can go walk. The, uh, last time I was at the Lighthouse Ranch was when my uncle Javier got married. That was 1974, maybe? Man, I was just a little kid. I, and I, and, it, and it, it left such a huge impact on me. Oh, so Michael, you live in Eureka? Wow. Um, it left such an impact on me, you know communal living community that old jesus movement man is in my veins it's in my blood yeah. i can hear a, i can hear a guitar chord that sounds like it's coming from a 1972 73 74 get together bible study gathering and it's like and it just whoosh, it just does something to me it's pretty intense you lived at the ranch you can now down when we meet cool there you go. The two of you can connect offline and talk about getting together and uh, all that groovy stuff. That's awesome. That's awesome. We got about twenty minutes. What do you? Ha what? What would you like to share with us, Lenny? Basically. Well, you know what? It's just I've been just last night. We had a really neat time. Me and Linda just blowing the show far and reading through uh, Chuck Pierce's book. You know and we try to do that every every Rosh Kadesh, you know, just to get the different insights. And I know I heard it all before, but the whole thing about the king is in the field. I mean, he's really accessible to us during this month. And that's why they call it repentance. And it's not a bad thing. It's an awesome thing where we can go and examine ourselves. And he just wants to pour his mercy out and show us the good things that we're going to need for this next year. But it also prepares us for Feast of Trumpets and everything that's coming, all the, the holy days that, I mean, it's exciting. It's what, 30, 30 days away. Not crazy. I know it's coming up fast, but just thinking about that, I'm going, you know what, Lord? I go, I got, sheesh, I got issues in my heart. I go, Lord, I need to work out some things. I, I just recently heard about, uh, remember the old issue of the, um, People that tried to shipwreck the church back in 2006 when they tried to do that whole thing with against me and Linda. Well, three of the people are dead now, and one of the one of the other people I just heard went into a, a, a mental institution. And yeah. in my heart, I'm going, Lord, this should not. This does not make me happy. A few years ago, I would probably just be relishing it and i'm going you know i don't want that i want a heart that's going to forgive i want a heart that's going to change i don't want to see that happen i don't want to see that happen to their family and uh, it put us in a whole different mode to say okay lord what are areas that we need to work on that we need to be healed and it's really important these next 40 days is as much as we uh, um 
have to call out righteousness and justice, just like you did. Just I have no regrets of anything that we did this morning because, man, the body of believers need to hear everything that's being said here. It really does, and especially the platform that the Lord's given you, Alan. And uh, yet at the same time, I know in my own heart, I'm going, Lord, where can I pray for healing, not only for me or for those that I know and I love? And uh, that's working in my heart right now for what's coming up. And uh, it really hit us last night. It was just really beautiful. We had clear skies here. You know, I, there was too many redwoods around. I can't even see the moon. Not unless I go down to the bay. That's the only way I can see the new moon because they're just too tall. And then just over our house. And, um, but you could feel the presence of the Lord. And the moment you mention the word mercy, you can just feel his Holy Spirit. Because that's what he wants to give out right now. That's what repentance is all about. So just a few things. Yeah, we couldn't see the moon, even though I looked. I mean, I looked even though I knew I wasn't going to see anything because we have no yeah. visibility right now. Um, but yeah, it's um, those of you that aren't aware, but it, it's uh, it's the new moon. Today's the first day of the month of Elul. We are working our way towards the fall feasts. Yep. Unbelievable it's, that it's already upon us. Oh, man. Uh, we have a book called The Feast Unlocked, which explains all this stuff. Everything's available at planetbluemedia.com. Um, and today's the, the first day of, you know, of the new moon and it's, the new moon is a very, um, scary, confusing and confusing. It's Christians. It's weird for Christians to think about watching the new moon and knowing when the new moon shows up so that you know where you are on God's calendar. God's calendar freaks Christians out too. So this whole, you know, a biblical lifestyle shouldn't freak Christians out, but it does because Christians don't live a biblical lifestyle. They live a Christian lifestyle, which has nothing to do, well, has very little to do with the actual biblical narrative. Um, yes, we are supposed to be aware and cognizant of the moon cycles. Yes, we're supposed to look for the visible new moon crescent. Yes, we are supposed to blow a shofar when we see it. Yes, we're supposed to keep God's appointed times and seasons and dates. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Literally everything the Bible says you're supposed to do that Christianity doesn't know about, that didn't teach you. And the reason why they can't do that is because of what we, Lenny said earlier, our, our faith was hijacked. Um, by the by the by the third century, and they actually outlawed everything we just said. They made it illegal for you as a believer to know or participate in these things. Yes, Passover. Yes, things of that nature. And they replaced all those things with man-made false uh, times and dates of worship like Easter and Christmas and Lent. Anyway, it's all in my book, The Feast Unlocked, Practical Understanding of God's Holy Days. It's all in there. And um, anyway, the fall feasts are coming. They're on, uh, they're on their way. They'll be here sooner than later. Yep. Yep. They're here. Good verse. Isaiah 55, 6 and 7, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake their way, the unrighteous man his thoughts, and he will have mercy on him. And to, to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Oof, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's crazy. It also says to work yes. while it's still day, because night's coming. A time is actually coming where you're not going to be able to. When no man can work. I wonder if that has to do with the five virgins who don't get any oil. Huh. It's all. It's all. It's pretty intense. Yeah, it's pretty intense. It's definitely intense. This isn't a passive thing, man. This is is an aggressive thing. It's not passive, and it's definitely hands-on, proactive, hands-on, proactive and hands-on. You know, it's interesting because Deanna called me the other night. She goes, 
do you know about Skinwalker Ranch? I go, yeah, we've heard oh, about man. it for years. And she goes, what are these Christians going to, where are they going? What's happening? Who's going to be saved? And I'm going, oh, let's have a nice long discussion. Yeah, there's just so much I play. And sheesh. You know, a lot of people really believe, a lot of people believe that if I put my head in the sand and, na, 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 you know, if, if I do that, I, it won't, you know, I won't have to deal with it. I'm not sure why they think that. I'm not sure. I mean, if Jesus is light and we're supposed to put on the armor of light, and we're supposed to, with the power of the Holy Spirit, re- uh, expose wickedness in dark places and combat it and do away with it. I mean, how do you do that, right, when you hide it under a bushel? How do you yeah. do that when you lost your salt or you hide your light? It's, it's, it's so absolutely contrary to even just the New Testament. Narrative, or what's the word we're using instead of narrative? Um, what was that word we came up with in the men's retreat? Oh, uh, algorithm. It's so it goes against the New Testament algorithm. <laughs> you know, it's like if you, if as Christians, you can't even do the New Testament, what are you doing? What is it that you think you're doing? I mean, we could literally sit here. And teach just the New Testament and and not teach anything out of the Torah, it's still incriminating to Christians because they won't even do that. Yeah. They don't, they don't, the the majority of Christians don't speak in tongues and they don't heal the sick and they don't prophesy. There's two whole chapters, not two verses. See, Christians and their single standalone verses that they create theologies and doctrines with one standalone verse out of context, right? There are two whole chapters in your New Testament by your Apostle Paul explaining how you need to be speaking in tongues and prophesying. And you're not even doing that. You won't even do what the New Testament says. How am I supposed to even assume or presume that you're going to obey or follow anything that the Scriptures say? When you won't even do what the New Testament says. Hell, you won't even do the red letters of Jesus. Because he's the one that said you would speak in tongues, heal us, say, cast out demons, and raise the dead. Not me. That's right. Jesus said that. And you're not doing them. You're not even doing what Jesus said you would do. And you've made up theologies and doctrines on why that doesn't apply to you today in 2021. What the hell are you doing here then? Why Christianity isn't, isn't, isn't cool. There's no reason to be calling yourself a Christian or being a Christian if you're not going to do the basics of the algorithm. Now give me an angry emoji. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's insane. Not to call out names, but Andy Stanley says, don't you have to read the Old Testament anymore? Oh, my gosh. We can't even get these. In the old, the new is contained, and in the new, the old is explained. Yeah, we can't even get these people to do the New Testament. Oh, let's just let's just concentrate on that. It's incriminating. Just that alone is incriminating. Oh yeah, yeah. You can't teach the Book of Romans and not see the whole Torah, and then to call Paul a false apostle. Are you give? Are you kidding me? He had to battle teaching these brand new Gentiles and keeping in tow. The Hebrews right there who didn't want him saying, you don't even understand your Torah. Yeah. You know? Oh, my gosh. Which is why since the 80s, I've been doing Christianity versus the Bible. I did it in in my music. Uh, I'm doing it still today. Christianity versus the Bible. Your Christianity. And I I know for a fact that the majority of people that we're speaking to um, that that watch this show regularly – aren't those people. But I know for a fact we have people that come in and out that leave uh, emojis. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, you know me, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just that guy. I used to sing in a band, a punk rock band. Old habits are hard to, come, are hard to, are hard to die, right? Um, you don't give the guy with the mic. You don't heckle the guy with the mic. 
<laughs> People don't understand that. I have the mic. Don't heckle us because we're going to. Anyway, Christianity versus the Bible. It's just really simple. You have to do the Bible. Christianity is, is not, that's not what you want to do. Remember when we team taught Acts and Romans? That was one of the most powerful things that I think we ever did. You know, we, we only do this because we know, we, I know there's people that come in and out or are going to watch this later or whatever. And not ev- I know that not everybody is on board with what we're talking about. I know, I know that. I know the majority of the people watching, I think. I think the majority. But I know a good portion of the people watching don't speak in tongues, don't heal the sick, don't cast out demons. They don't do those things. They're not charismatic. They're not, they're not you know, they don't do that. I know that, um, which is why we're always talking about it. But we don't, we don't just talk about it and complain about it. We write resources and materials, and we get together, uh, you know, and we teach on how you can now enter into those realms as well. We don't just sit here and pick at you. No, we don't do that. That's, that's, that's counterproductive. We don't just sit here and complain about stuff like a lot of people do. No, we actually can equip you and how you can start speaking in tongues too, how you can start prophesying as well, how you can start hearing the voice of God yourself, how you can start developing your, 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 uh, your tools that are necessary for, to, to, to do Ephesians 6. Because Ephesians 6 is going to kick your ass. You need to be equipped so that you can actually fight against e- Ephesians 6 uh, with discernment and, and, and spiritual authority, th- things of that nature. If you don't believe us, then you need to talk to the people that are watching, that are regulars, that have been around for three years or four years or whatever, or that have known me even from my musical days 30 years ago or whatever. You need to ask them, hey, is what these guys are saying, are they capable of teaching us how to do this stuff? How has it helped you? Are you better now than you were before? Are you, you know, how, how, how is your development of speaking in tongues? How is your development of being able to heal the sick or prophesy? How's that coming along? Um, it's not, I don't have time to just complain about stuff like so many of our peer groups on YouTube do. That's all they do. They, all they do is complain about stuff, but they don't offer a solution. That's not the kind of show this is. That's not the kind of people we are. I don't have time for that. That's counterproductive. That's ridiculous. That's, that's juvenile. No, we make fun of Christians or whatever. We make fun of you to, 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 it's like, we're slapping you with we're, we're trying to wake you up. We're, tr- we're trying to shake you into realizing that you need to have a full knowledge of Messiah, a full understanding of the Bible, a full walk relationship with Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. You need to have a relationship with Father God through his Messiah, Jesus, in the power, in the transformative power of Holy Spirit. That's what we're saying. That's what we're trying to do here. That's why we get, that's why I'm so animated. I'm, I'm more animated than Lenny. That's why I get all, ah, because, you know, I used to sing in, a, sing in a punk rock band. It's not like I was, you know, easy listening. No, it's like, ah, in your face. You need this. You need to understand this stuff, right? Because we don't want you to be part of the five. We don't want you to be the five virgins that run out of oil and have to leave the time and place, and then Messiah shows up and you miss them. All 10 knew when and where to be. Hell, Christians can't even say that because they don't know the seasons of his return. Oh, no man knows the day or the hour. That's not what that says. That's not what it's talking about. That's not what that's talking about. Nope. It's Paul says, here we go again, that those in the dark don't know, don't know when he's coming. So you're just basically, you're, you're basically admitting that you're in the dark. As a Christian, that's not good. That's that Christianese for Christian. Yep. That's yeah. It's, it's yeah. They're they're just talking. You're just yep. repeating what you were told. You don't actually know what the Bible says because you haven't bothered to look. Yeah. Paul says those in the dark. He comes to those in the dark as a thief in the night, but those in the light know the season of return of his return, and they see the thief coming, and so they're not surprised by the thief. Because they're in the light. They're awake. Not woke. Awake. Here's a paraphrase, but out of our Torah portion, this is what the prophet did according to Moses. 
He secured people's spiritual progress by rebuking them to avert stagnation. And the church is stagnant. They're, they're in a pool where the water isn't running. It's, it's stopped flowing. There's no living water anymore. And what the Holy Spirit does is open the dam. He does. He breaks open the dam so the living waters can flow. I know that's old Jesus movement stuff, but man, it's still applicable for today. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And that's man. what's happening as, as the chameleon church is a prophetic harbinger warning to tell believers and to disciple them. And here's, um, this is how we disciple besides Spiritual. shows like this and Monday night, uh, and the two minute warning we, we, the Lord has given us the, uh, platform to create resources for you. They're available at planetbloommedia.com. We'll see you next week. You're listening to chameleon church, biblical antidotes for the modern man. With your host, Ellie Naguire. The views and opinions expressed during our broadcasts are solely those of the broadcast producers, hosts, and or guests, etc., and are not necessarily the views or opinions of the Travelog Network, its sponsors, or affiliates.